Hello. As you can tell, I'm back on the mic. Valentine, editor, takes him. Rufaro is not here. Thank you. Okay. Technically, he's here, <laughs> but he's ignoring us. <laughs> so yeah, he is. <laughs> he's, ah, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Rufaro. Uh, so welcome back. Um, I'm joined as usual by Ed, who's, you know, Yeet. the media guy, the guy who makes us all look bad because he knows stuff. Yeah, that guy. You mean makes you look bad because I know stuff? I don't know stuff. You, you I know very little. You make us all look bad. <laughs> just, just live with it. Okay. And today we're going to be talking about the butt of every joke. Well, it has been about the butt of the joke for a while now, and and, and that's Itel. Um, and I, I don't I don't understand why people make fun of Itel. Like I, I get like the jokes are funny. They're funny. Like Itel's battery lasts longer than some people's relationships. And stuff like that. Oh, I you say that. Yeah, bro, Twitter's weird, man. <laughs> wow. So basically, Ital is part of. We, we agree the pronunciation of that was Transiron, right? Yep. Let's go with Transiron. Let's go Transiron. So Transiron, the spelling T R A N double S I O N. So you know, pronounce it how you will. That's the one I found on the internet because I didn't know. How to pronounce it properly. Um, so Transion owns what? Techno, Infinix, and Itel. Yep. Which, which, yeah, obviously. So why we're talking about Transion to begin is just a, just a brief history of, of, of the company. Um, because it's pretty impressive what they've done in terms of the, the African market. Um, because like before them, until Samsung dominated the market. Samsung. Yeah, before and, and Huawei. <laughs> Why why must Huawei always be there? <laughs> can, can I don't know. Anything? Like it just has a way of being there whenever lists of smartphones and networking equipment is it's so weird. I mean But no, is is it because there. you are here and you're the unofficial brand ambassador <laughs> and you know you want to hype up the company every time. No. I'm just saying. No. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's not that. Mm. It might be, but it's not that. <laughs> mm, okay. So strange enough, like um, I was going over the history of Transion, and I did know it started in 2008. I mean, in Africa, in 2008. Um, I thought it was much later, like in 2010s, at the very least, mid-2010s. Uh, but the company opened its first African branch. No, it, the company didn't start, but it opened its first African branch in Nigeria in 2008. I think sold the, its first phone there. And the company always had like a, an idea for, for the African market. So the, the founder's name is Zhu Zhaozheng. Um, he broke away from a, a smartphone maker called Ningbu Bird, uh, and then, you know, founded Transiron. I and don't then, even know which smartphone manufacturer is called Ningbu Bird. I think. But then again, if it was way back when, mm. yeah, maybe if it, because it was way back then when I knew nothing about gadgets. Uh, yeah, could have missed it. I think it was, I was in 2008, I was in upper low six. So yeah, I think you're probably still in diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the darkness, man. I was like in primary. No, I was mm. in form one. Form one. Yes, I was yeah. literally in form one. Yeah, so, so yeah. So I think even the name Ningbu Bird, they probably were only popular, like in word, a Chinese, um, uh, only popular on the mainland. Cause I, 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 we would have brushed up against it at some point, I'm guessing. Um, had it been. Yeah. Like, like like in, in in Africa or maybe again we were just too young to to be around when it was prominent. Um, so yeah, 
the company has basically cornered off the smartphone market in Africa in, in the strangest way. So ITEL is a part of that, but it's the, 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 the impressive thing, and we'll get to ITEL in a bit, but the impressive thing is that um, the growth in uh, in TransIon's uh, hold over the African market. So according to a report by Counter, CounterPoint, uh, they, their research company that does this stuff, uh, you know, bless them because they help us a lot on this stuff. Because in Zim, it's like, uh, you would, are there any figures in Zim for like how many smartphones are sold, um, the most, the best-selling smartphone in Zim, or do we just guess? Yeah, in Zim, it's pretty tricky. Like data in Zim just, I mean, Potros, help us out. I mean, you've got all the IMAs, so you could tell us how things are looking. Yeah, but, but then uh, again, yeah. But then again, people would start getting like irked out by it. Because uh, remember the article about uh, the report that came out yesterday and they for the first time or the first time i'm seeing it they 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 stated the the, the gender um you know mobile smartphone ownership you know 50, i think it was 58 point something for men and 41 percent for 41.3 percent for women and someone actually asked yeah. isn't this an invasion of privacy would it be though i know we're getting a bit on a sidetrack here but actually would it be though because they would just ask for the genders of people who are registered on 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 on, on, the, on the on the carriers right well, I, I'm not too sure if they would say it's invasion of privacy because literally every other service that you use that allows you to sign up has that gender uh, category that you have to fill. So, for example, on YouTube right now, I can see that 98% of our viewers are male and 2% are female. I don't know if, I don't know, they would say that's invasion of privacy I guess invasion of privacy would then be a case where the information that an app or a service or an organization is collecting about you helps generate a profile for you. So okay. uh, you can so be identified by that information that they have collected. If uh, it doesn't, then I don't think it really is invasion yeah, of privacy. True. So the IMEA numbers would really be cool to, uh, if Potras could drop those and be like, yeah, this is the best, the, the most owned phone in Zimbabwe, which would be interesting, especially yeah. like for, for guys who want to, you know, start selling smartphones, like which, which ones are the ones to target, especially repair shops. Um, exactly. I'm sure, I'm sure they have an idea with like judging by the, the, the frequency of customers who come with a certain type of phone. But I think if that number was out there, it would really be helpful for, for Zim's market. Um, so circling back to what I was saying about um, TransIon and its capture of the African mobile market shares, mobile phone market share space. Uh, so basically, Techno, it, as of 2020 or last year, according to CounterPoint, Techno at 20%, so, sorry, 18%, which was the which right. beating out Samsung. So Samsung had been Ooh. top dog for a while. I think in in 2019, they had the same amount uh, as, as, as Techno this year, 18%. Um, but the strange thing is, in 2020, Samsung dropped to 15%. And guess who's number three? Um, wow. I actually don't know. Who could ITEL. be on number three? ITEL? Everyone's favorite, ITEL. <laughs> <laughs> so ITEL comes in a third with 12%, right? And the next one is Huawei with 8%. I'm going to say that as underwhelmingly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's there i mean like i said i don't know what happens it's just there somewhere <laughs> and then number 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 five is uh infinix which is another transign company so in total like the whole total market share it has which is scary 
is um, I think it's 30 point something, 37 percent. In Africa. In Africa. The one wow. company. Just the one company. That's a decent chunk. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, judging by the fact that, you know, Apple users, you can cringe now, Apple is 1%. And I know Apple fans are going to be like, oh, no, it's just because people in Africa are broke. No, Apple doesn't make sense. Here ends my TED talk. Continuing <laughs> on later. Uh, yeah, so it's impressive that, you know, Transign has got 37, 37% of, of the, 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 you know, smartphone market here in Africa, because that's kind of unprecedented for one company to do that, like Trans, uh, Transign, to have that kind of hold on the African uh, like space. So, hey, since you're the device guy, what makes yep. you so attractive? Let's, no, let's not even talk about Technos, because I know you, you, like, you've reviewed <laughs> two Technos this this past week. So let's talk about everyone's favorite, ITEL. So ITEL. from feature phones all the way up to the high end of phones. Okay, let's start with feature phones, feature and, and low-end phones. What makes them so attractive? Because Samsung has low-end phones, right? And Techno has low-end phones. Yeah. Um, but what, what makes ITEL so attractive? So the thing about ITEL is they have a specific, you know, market that they are looking for. And the specific market they are looking for is one that looks for, you know, big batteries. So most idle devices are just battery champs. Like um, all their devices, even the technos, they have like really good battery life. But the idles in particular, you know, the P series, I think the P stands for power or something because they just <laughs> put some some big batteries in there. But they they make some what I would call intelligent decisions for the market so they will remove some specs from those devices that are not going to be commonly used by a specific specific, um, segment of their market so for example you find out that they won't enable a lot of sensors on the cpu because a lot of people will not be using most of the sensors there Um, they won't include some other you know features like nfc they won't put a high resolution display. They'll just put a basic one. Um, they won't go big on like the fastest storage on the market. They'll just put competent storage in terms of read and write speeds. You know, they'll, they won't go for a USB type C. They'll just put a, a micro USB and all those, all those little decisions around the phone that just, you know, create a profile of the kind of market that they are trying to target. And for those type of people, that is what they want. And when they buy it, they're happy, which is why they're selling a lot of them. Because yeah. it's the, the, the price to get into something, uh, let's say, comparable with like Samsung or uh, Apple or Xiaomi or Apple is like super expensive. Like I think you'd be heading yeah. into the, the mid ranges. Um, the high mid ranges would be ah, 400 bucks. Let's say 300 to 500 bucks. Um yeah, in terms of you know uh, price point, but ITELs aren't priced that high. Um, I think the last one was the one they released recently. Was it the P? Was P fifty one? I'm not sure. The one they did in Uganda, which is going for like 130 something dollars, but that in that's there, not necessarily here. Um, so for that price point, you get a phone that basically does everything you need it to do, but it's stripped of all of the things that would probably make it expensive. So like you said, that's why they're so right. popular uh, because, you know, it's a gateway into the smartphone market. Because imagine if there was no ITAP, 
or even techno or whatnot, what would people be using? Like it'll be you'd still be using like the 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 <laughs> Nokia torch. Oh yeah, and I mean like if you compare them price for price, um, a typical ITIL will cost you around 120, 130 bucks. And if you are to look for a comparable device from, you know, the established manufacturers like Samsung or Huawei, the phone that you can buy with that amount of money, comparing the specs will not be at the same level as the ITIL on the key areas that matter. So the battery, you won't get such a big battery on it. You won't get such a big screen on it and, and probably you won't get as much storage from it as well. Um, so it's one of those where you actually see that this is a conscious decision for a specific target market. And so that is why they are making these choices when it comes to what they put onto the phone and achieve a price that works for the masses of the people that they are trying to make buy to make them buy their phone. Yeah. It's actually pretty smart. Uh, because it looks like they deconstructed the African market and like, yeah, put that, don't put that, put that. And the price point yeah. speaks to, you know, it, it actually, it actually is working. So the more people laugh at it, the more I find it confusing uh, because I never looked at it from a device perspective because yeah, yeah, it's not that big and I'm not that big on, on like smartphones. Um, but from a usability perspective, it's like, yeah, no, if it's cheap and people can, can, can use it to perform the functions that you otherwise would be able to on a higher or quote unquote more, I don't know, bougie brand. That's nothing to laugh at. Like it's giving people access to things they they probably would never have access to if the smartphone market didn't have you know ITEL, Techno, and and Infinix. So why 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 would they make fun of it? Is, that's the confusing part for me. It's like, what's the point? I think it then becomes an expectation thing. You know, like uh, people just love comparing. So. You'll just get an, you'll just get an ITIL and be, so when it actually started, it was, um, photography. So, you know, a lot of people were, were making fun of ITIL photos, you know, mm-hmm. and looking at it, it kind of makes sense because like ITILs, their main objective is to provide big battery, a long lasting battery. So most of them aren't really good performers when it comes to the camera. So that was the first. Uh, point of comparison where people were now comparing it with other devices, which I feel is unfair because again, a lot of people will be comparing phones of different classes and then trying to see how they stack up against each other, which is a bit unfair <laughs> for, for the device. Um, then you also have, um, performance. So I tell in terms of, you know, raw processing power. That's not really also its main feature. Uh, the stuff that it looks at more is more of the entry level or a beginner when it comes to using a smartphone. Someone who is just having it as their first smartphone and they're getting to understand a smartphone or someone who just want basic functionality from their phone. Hey, I just want my phone to be able to do WhatsApp and I'm good. Make and receive calls. I'm good. So that's the target market for them. So you start to compare that phone with a phone that's made for gaming enthusiasts or photography enthusiasts. It's going to lose. Um, mm. but that's not its 
group of people that it's set to be targeting. So it, uh, the, the memes kind of felt unfair, especially from a perspective of a person who actually understands um, what they are trying to do with that particular model. It's, it's basically trying to compare a pickup with a supercar, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, it, it won't work. Yeah, it won't. Again, it's a lack of appreciation of, like what you're saying, what they're trying to achieve. Uh, like we're saying big battery. It's not just putting a big battery because it's putting a big battery. It's because there's still a lot of areas in Africa without consistent power supply or power supply at all. So having a big battery means that you have to charge your phone less. So that on a, on, on a user perspective makes sense because you can have your phone on for longer. Um, but you know, even if the power goes, base stations are still going to be a problem unless they're backed up. Um, but even though it's the, the conscious effort to make that happen, shouldn't be laughed at, to be honest. Uh, and even if you're comparing yeah. photos, like, like, yeah, it's, it's not meant to do that. Like, yeah, try something else. And I think it just, it just, I'm going to use this word, but very loosely stigmatizes. Like if you see me, it's like now if you're in the text and groups and you post a picture that says I tell and you're proud of it. Oh, <laughs> they you will just, dissect you. <laughs> you are just calling them to make fun of you and it's painful. And you're like, yeah, but you know, we shouldn't really be doing that. Like, um, most yeah, of it is, most of it is, is, is just, is, is just to have a laugh. But for someone who, you know, um, you know, was proud, you know, maybe that's the first one they owned. Um, that's the first smartphone they own and they're really proud of it. Again, this is the beauty of it is that, like, as you were saying, it's just basically lowering the bar to entry for everybody. And I think that's played a role in mobile yeah. penetration in Africa, uh, especially in Zim, because let's look at Zim. Antipatra has released their Q1 2020 report. And mm-hmm. even though mobile, mobile penetration is falling, so in 2017 it was 102%. I don't know how that's possible, but okie dokie. Uh, and then in 2018 it was 93%, and then 96, 90.6%. 90.5% and then 87.8%. So I don't know. It, it might be a case of um, um, that. Okay, let's, let, let me start with, with ITIL. ITIL's helped in mobile penetration. Like ITIL and KOS phones, like the, the smart Kambudzi, the, the Kambudzi style phones uh, have helped yeah. uh, get, get these into the hands of people. That's great. I think, uh, you know, ITEL, Techno have also helped and Infinix have also helped because, again, lowers the barrier to entry. I don't know if there are any financing mm. options, though, for the phones, but if they are, I, you know, that, that that's even better. But I think those phones have helped increase the reach of, of these services, because of these phones, because if if you don't, like, remember back in the day when um, seeing a Nokia N, N91. Yeah. And the pricing, you're like, hey, bruh, how did you, how you afford that or swing that? And about enough phone, like, you to buy phone. Yeah. And you're just like, hey, bruh. So like, it's, it's, how? it's less of a big deal. I think you're now just more, think you're now just more made fun of because of what brand you have. But the economic situation that most people find themselves in, that's the phone that they can afford. So again, I, I'm, I'm confused, you know. Yeah, but but I also think like um as you are rightfully saying, lowering the barrier to entry because um now that techno, ITEL and Infinix have matured, they're also now bringing uh, um well to kind of quote one of my favorite YouTubers, he was like um cheap phones are becoming good, you know. So <clears throat> uh, back then when Techno, ITIL, and Infinix started, you could kind of see it that uh, this is 
these are new guys, you know. So mm. the devices they were making at the time were very difficult to compare with devices that were coming out from the more established brands. Um, and their pricing was, I think maybe they had not like streamlined their production process to a point where it results in a favorable price. So you would find out that some of their devices, though they were generally cheaper than the rest of the devices, they were not a, a familiar enough brand for someone to say, you know what, let me just get this home. People will be like, ha, ah, yeah, it's kind of cheaper. But I mean, if the difference is like 20 bucks, I'd rather just sacrifice that 20 bucks and get this brand because I know it. But they are getting now to a point where their devices are very, very, com- very, very competitive in terms of features and specs. Uh, but at a much, much lower price point, which is why I feel is part of the reason why they are gaining so much traction. And the other one is their marketing as well. I mean, they're not shy to be at any growth point or, you know, any street corner vendor. They're just there and they're just pushing these devices, going to the people and marketing the, these devices to the people, whereas the more traditional guys you know, they just open a fancy shop in town and they expect you to, you know, find it, come there and buy. Um, it kind of makes it, gives, um, it kind of gives these guys, Techno, Idol and Infinix, an advantage over those guys. And that's why they're just selling more because, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of the what happened with EcoCash when it started. Like Everywhere you just see a banner that's just saying eco cash panel, eco cash here, cash in, cash out, you know. And I think that's something that kind of got people to, got their brand to stick inside people's heads because people will be like, there's one room in this, this eco cash thing, eco cash thing. What does it do? And yeah, they were serving a very fancy purpose of, hey, um, it's difficult for Munarumusha to just open a bank and bank so people have to like send money with a bus to the rurals and then monomira bus so that they can you know get their money but um yeah ecocash was like hey you don't need to do that you just have an agent in your area someone sends you money from where they are no need to get the risk of putting money on a bus anymore so i think it's starting to be what techno idol and infinix is doing they're like hey you don't you don't need to go to town to buy a phone that does the stuff that you want to do. You can just, you know, go to your nearest um shopping center and just buy it, you know, and it's not even expensive, it's cheap. And I'm pretty sure some resellers might have some financing options for them. Um I don't know anyone officially who's offering them, but um with the kind of setup techno techno idol and infinix have um Pretty sure some retailers might have that freedom of, you know, selling those devices um, over lay-by or something like that. Um, so yeah, they they're doing their best to get their phones into as many hands as possible, and it's not just with their uh, attractive price; it's also with them actually just being in everyone's face. It's it's tough to just go around a corner and not see a blue banner that says techno or something another question uh the the quote you said from a youtuber was that mkbhd yes 
Yes. Okay, I watched, I watched the video. I was watching the video. <laughs> I, I watched the video and I was like, hey, is this the same person? I'm like, is it deja vu or what? <laughs> Yeah, it is the same. Yeah, it was a cool quote. Like it's, it is true. Cheap yeah. phones are getting good. It's going to get to a point where it's going to be difficult for an Apple to price the phones the way they do because it's not going to make sense when you know phones in the mid range oh, yeah. pretty much do the same thing. The only thing they'll st- they'll start stuffing, I think, bigger and better processes in them to try and justify it. But if you think about it now, yeah. there's really no no real need for you to get the latest iPhone unless you're just used to that ecosystem and of course you can afford it. But you know, as as because I use a Samsung A30s and it's it does everything I'd need it to do, and I'm, I'm coming from Apple, so it does everything you need it to do, mm. and it's not it's not lax in terms of you know any of the features or anything. It's it's just a good phone to have, and it's like I think when I bought it was like what three hundred something bucks. So comparatively, mm. for that price, you'd get a um you probably get like a, an iPhone seven, uh if you're lucky, um you know for, for that kind of price, but you can get a, a good you for if if you if you don't need an iPhone you can get a really good Android phone or you know uh, a mid ranger from another provider and then looking at me saying oh three hundred bucks to blow on 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 a phone someone who doesn't have that yeah has got an entry with Itel Techno and and Infinix where they can get a phone for a hundred and something dollars or even cheaper depending on what they want um uh for, for, for the functions. So it's, it's going to become difficult to justify these prices at some point. People are going to look at, you know, the thousand dollar phones and be like, yeah, I know. You know, I can't wait for the day where someone says, my ITIL can do that too. I don't think I'll be allowed. Oh, yeah. Because the stigma is in this <laughs> And, and, you know, it's sad that the, the stigma is so real. But when you actually look at just how technology has evolved over the years, you actually notice that um the performance of these devices is now reaching a point where um even the most basic device performs well enough you know it yeah. it it doesn't really you don't really notice the difference between a device a device with hardware that's in a you know a two hundred fifty dollar device versus a thousand dollar device in terms of you know how they operate i mean for the basic day-to-day functions these phones are going to be doing those pretty much evenly like the way they perform is going to be a pretty even performance um Mm. but uh yeah people always they'll always hate (laughs) they'll always be like hey i mean i I paid a lot for this device so i need to justify it by saying it's better and in some aspects it will be like um you know, quality of materials might be better. You know, quality of the camera might be better. Um, quality of the display might be better. Um, but when it comes to, you know, what you use that phone for, most 90% of the usage that both of you guys are going to do, you're not going to need these extra features on this $1,000 phone. Unless if you're like an id who, who uses their phone to its full limit. Um, but for the casual user, which is majority of the people out there, yeah, it's more of now just a preference of, Hey, I prefer this over that, but, yeah. um, it it's won't case be of brand, preference. Right? Yeah. It will be a case of brand. Like it's no longer, Hey, this, I'm taking this because it just works better. It's, I just preferred the way these guys do their things. So I'm going to get this brand over that yeah. brand. I mean, I still remember when I was, uh, reviewing the, that was the Techno Phantom 6 Plus. And 
I'm forgetting the year. I think it was 2017, 2018, somewhere there. And it completely blew me away. And I was like deep in, you know, deep inside the whole, hey, the guys that are just making great phones right now are your Sony, your Samsung, your Huawei, Apple, yee, but Apple is making devices that just look the same. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I used that techno, I was like, it, it really impressed me. I, I still remember I gave it a very fancy title. I don't remember what exactly it was, but it was a very, you know, an, a title with praise because of just how it impressed me in terms of the build quality and the performance. It was literally the first phone to come with MediaTek's 10 core processor, which I only saw once in that phone and never again. I don't know what happened there, but it was, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, ha, and the price at that time, it was, or it was less than 400 bucks. I think it was around 350 bucks for what I, what looked like, you know, the flagship killer like before an one plus. I was like, I mean, yeah. come on, guys. This is a performer. So yeah, like it's getting to a point where you might just prefer a brand, but the more cheaper brands can now still do the same things equally as good. And like the whole justification of price also goes to the whole thing of um if you're gonna buy like a new uh, Apple device. Uh, okay, so strange story. I was at the, I was having the flea market a while back, and I was just looking at prices for mm. consoles. So the dude at a PS5 thing, so it's like it's one thousand, you know, four hundred or something like that. And I was like, yeah, oh, okay, that's uh, that's pricey. He's like, I, dude, you actually said interesting. The last person who said who came in and told him the price said that's halfway to a Honda Fit. And I was like, yeah, it's gonna come to a point where smartphones are gonna be like that. We're buying an Apple phone, an Apple device for thousands of dollars, or however much they're gonna charge you for extra storage, which really shouldn't be charged. Um, yeah, people, people are gonna start looking at it like, yeah, you know what? I might as well get something that's in the mid range or cheaper. That's just effective for what I needed to do. Uh, there's really no need to then mm. invest all of this money unless you have it to burn, or unless you've got FOMO, <laughs> or maybe you're just used to the Apple whatever uh, device ecosystem. Maybe you have an app, an Apple Watch, and you just want to keep within that system. But at some point, it's going to get hard to justify. Like, it's going to be like, mm, no. And, and, and the more and more these, you know, the items, the technos, the Xiaomi's, Oppo, they, the more they get better. Um, because progressively Chinese technology, we used to laugh at it back then, preferring the more established brands. Yeah. Because of like, you know, who, who are these guys? But now I, I remember the yeah. last video you did was the Camon Pro, right? Yeah, it was the Camon 17. Camon 17. So when I watched that video, I was like, you yeah. know what? This is actually not bad. Like I know it's a test unit, but if I was if I was going into the market for a phone right now, like this wouldn't be that bad of an option to start with. And no, we're not sponsored by um, Techno or Transion. And speaking of sponsors, Ed, there's something happening this week. That oh yeah, there is something very interesting happening this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can can you remind me what it is? Ah, it's a very interesting thing. So this one, what's happening this week? It's it's something for the dads, you know, something that the dads just uh, just to say, ha- you know, a happy Father's Day to the dads out there. And it involves a small token of appreciation to some lucky dad out there, you know. Like imagine your dad just getting a thousand bucks airtime. I mean, all you have to do is just dial star four zero five hash. Follow the instructions to the promo and yeah, check out. Give maybe a dad could win a thousand bucks. I mean, it'll be a nice way to say Happy Father's Day to your dad. 
most definitely. So yeah, check it out. Star four zero five hash. I was saying that in my head to see if I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is star four zero five hash. Yeah. So yeah, uh, airtimes is uh, Taiwan um, using your cash wallet. Uh, yeah, check it out. So back to techno. So I was like, no, this phone is basically one that I would not mind having. Like if I was in the market for a new yeah. phone, I, was, I want to try. So again, maybe my predisposition is like, I like trying things out. So this mm. isn't that far stretch from kind of what I do. But then again, it's just, it's a compelling reason enough to look at the technos, the items. And yeah, you know, for example, if I was going to buy a phone for, you know, my dad or, you know, maybe, maybe an uncle or something. And they live in, my dad lives on a farm. So that, that's the context. And he wanted a phone. I would probably get him probably one of those not necessarily because i don't like him no i do sometimes uh but it's that <laughs> with the power outage stuff it's you might as well get him something that's gonna you know last for long with the, with the battery life or that's that's competent enough not to be too complicated to confuse him because i remember when he when he got my iphone mm. when, I, when i came home it was just like where do i even start and then with with this with this he has a techno so with the techno it's kind of like easier to to to, to find your way around. I'm not saying it's it's a UI thing, but Apple as itself looks intimidating. Like I don't know if that makes sense. So yeah. okay, even even for me, like the, going back on my iPhone sometimes kind of feels like I'm relearning a lot. So I can imagine that for a first time user. And then you know Apple is finicky about especially when, when they get older, the battery starts dropping over seventy percent and. Beginning to one, then then the battery replacement for that is like 50, 50 bucks, fifty US. And then for comparatively for uh, um, a techno Infinix or Itel in that kind of region, repairs are not that expensive. Like I don't remember which model he had, but it was about I think twenty bucks for battery replacement. Yeah. And screen replacement, yeah. I don't remember how much how much charge for screen replacement. But like it's, it, you know that it's yeah like what you're saying the not the pickup truck, but it's like. When you're trying to buy a car, or trying to compare a, a, a Maybach to a Corolla in Zimbabwe, it's like, yeah, no, Maybach, Maybach is great, but Maybach, sorry for those people who are finicky about pronunciation, <laughs> Maybach yep. is great, Maybach. But but in Zim, you know, you're going to get the parts for a Corolla much cheaper, the servicing is going to be cheaper, and I keep harping on about the Corolla if you've been following our conversations because it's, it's just it, it, it's it's bulletproof, so it's cheaper. Just to bulletproof, repair. man. It's cheaper to repair. Um, the parts are plentiful. The, the parts are interchangeable. The number of models that are already in Zim so it just makes sense. So if you're like, mm. I, 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 say it, it, I don't know. It, it makes brain dead sense to me that yeah, I was gonna buy a phone for someone who was not very tech savvy or is an entry level phone and I'm trying for cash, which I usually am. I'll probably go for for one of for one of the three of uh, Transion's uh, phones, and you know one of the of the higher end ones because they won't set you back that much. It'll probably be cost as much as my um, Samsung. So, you know, why not? Um, and, and you know that you won't be afraid to go approach a repair shop like when you want to get it fixed because you know it's it's going to be manageable. It's not going to be. So the utility of the ITELs, Techno and 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 Infinix should be factored in when people start making these jokes. I know it's all in good fun for most people, but like, yeah, you know, just respect. Give them a little bit of respect. They're out here trying. Yeah, they're out here trying. And the numbers do speak for themselves that, hey, they're doing a mighty good job at it. I mean, yeah, it just makes sense, as you rightfully say. These guys, they offer you 
oh man, it feels like I'm marketing their stuff. But hey, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm giving, <laughs> I'm giving good consumer advice over here, you know, mm. reasonable consumer advice. So they do offer like a 12 month warranty. Uh, well, there's a 12 plus three, so I don't, I don't know if it's a 15 month warranty, but there is a 12 plus three written on some of the brochures. And they have a service center. They have these guys called Carl Care who do maintenance and servicing for these devices. So it kind of gives you that bit of confidence that, hey, at least if anything goes on with this phone, um, there is a place where I can go and get it repaired. So it kind of makes it easier for you to buy that brand than for you to, um, let's say, buy a Huawei or buy a Samsung because, uh, yeah, they no longer have that, you know, those re- repair centers, those accredited repair centers in Zim anymore because no longer in Zim. So if those devices need some repairs, you now have to go to, you know, someone that you hopefully trust will do a good job and risk getting your phone even more dead. Uh, So, so it's some of those where you also need to factor in as well, the utility, as you put it. I mean, it does the job. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but it has the necessary ones, mm-hmm. the ones that you actually use. And um, I mean, like referencing cars as well, you know, there are some cars which which just make the news because they have stupid amounts of power. And there are some cars who have which have humble amounts of power. They are not as quick nor as powerful as this ultimately powerful car. But this car with less power, you can extract more performance out of it than that one with too much power because you just lose control. So it's more fun using the car with less power than the car with too much power. So it kind of boils down to those smartphones as well. Like, um, unless if you're an enthusiast who can extract the most from that device, aka, I don't know, people like me, um, then yeah, you can pay your $500,000 for, for, you know, these mainstream brands and their flagships. But for majority of the people who just want, you know, a phone that does whatever it is that they want well, it's not necessary. A device like the ITELs, the Technos and the Infinix of that price point will just do the, the same job, um, equally as good. And won't break your bank. And yeah, I mean, just, you know, check out my reviews and see what you think. I'll definitely link the reviews uh, for people listening on podcast platforms. They will be in links written here. <laughs> but for, for <laughs> on the blog, yeah, you'll, you'll, there'll, there'll be a video. Uh, I think that we'll, we'll do the most latest one and then I'll link the rest. Uh, I'll just link, leave the uh, link to the YouTube channel to the rest. But I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, you can... You can do more on the streets with a Ford Focus, for example, than you ever would be with a Ferrari. Because, yeah. you know, you, we're not in Germany where we have autobahns, where you can go to the limit of, the, you can get close to the limit of the vehicle in Zim. Uh, it, it's, it's more of a mm. statement than anything else. But with the Focus, with the B roads in Zim, uh, shout out to Gaden Road, you know, I have memories on that road. You, you, you can do a lot more with less power and <laughs> it, it, it should fit in, in, in the affordability range. Um, and you should like it's, it's it's buying an iPhone, not thinking about the problems that come with iPhones. So like the joke is, um, um, it's you're never in a room with someone who who owns an iPhone 
okay, sorry. You you can be in a room with like ten people, five of them own iPhones, and three of them the screens are broken, and you know why they <laughs> why they remain broken is because to even attempt to think of going to get it fixed, ha, <laughs> you're lying to yourself. It's a mission. It's a mission, and they'll tell you prices because they know it's it's especially in Zimbabwe where these like brands like Apple where it's it's like. I don't know. I, I don't know how to properly describe it, but those very operational brands fixing it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fixing it is a mission. Cause if you try to go to some, some service centers, which are sort of certified, they will charge you quite a lot. Um, mm. Yeah. I still remember when the iPhone 10 was announced and just repairing the back glass, like if that back glass cracks, costed 500 bucks. And Jeez. It's some, it's some of those things you have to consider that, hey, I could have, for this 500 bucks, I can get two Camon 17s and have six, 80 bucks change. Like, think about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, is this iPhone 10 twice the phone if I'm going to decide to, you know, pay money for it? So it's one of those utility decisions that you kind of have to make as well like yeah it's a nice phone to have i mean it performs marvelously it is built with some fine materials and very fine craftsmanship compared to these phones but i bought it so that i can make calls go on the internet do some whatsapp and you know filter my pictures for some of us so yeah can't this $210 $210 phone do the same thing? I mean, it's one of Probably. those decisions. Yeah, but I think the other thing is like with with, 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 with selfie and camera culture these days, um, people want to capture these moments and whatnot. And yeah, you know, I think that's where, especially companies like I tell, Techno, I think Techno is better because Techno does um, the, that th- you actually made a video about it, the way they bring out darker tones much better than uh, traditional smartphones yeah than other manufacturers yeah the, the, the big players and that attention to detail is insane like to know the market you're 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 targeting and then to make something that targets the culture that exists in that selfie culture and then make it so that they don't have to go to advanced settings and start fitting, fixing iso and whatnot to try and get everything right you know the right light and you know it's the, the, the natural look so I think that's great, but in some of the lower end phones, and again, I'm, the the people making fun of it is kind of it's kind of a douchebag move because, yeah, that's the that's the phone that person can afford. And you know what? For the ITEL users who are proud, I'm I I I stand, I stand behind you, because you're in you're you're in a place that you wouldn't have, you you're, you're owning something that you possibly wouldn't if that if if if, if trans iron was not there. Mm. You would all there'll, there'll be a big gulf between smartphones and, and feature phones, and you wouldn't have you know all the you know functions you have now because you, you laugh at that. You, some people would laugh at it, but without the I don't remember the, the, the model they brought out most more, most recently, but without a model that can allow you to to basically do everything that you can on any other phone, uh, have the mm. same apps and whatnot, and and watch YouTube and everything. I know the screen resolution might not be great, but to have that opportunity to see the exposure of, of it itself, like because because we forget that smartphones are a gateway to a number of things. So you just getting by a Wi-Fi hotspot with whatever ITEL brand you have, and you know browsing YouTube, for example, could give you 
that idea that could make you afford the higher end smartphones or you know Rufaro's type of smartphones, super expensive, super complicated <laughs> that he really ever uses. And yeah, if to all that all you listening, he's still here and he's still ignoring us, which I'm okay with. <laughs> he's there. Shall I get the background? Yeah. I was actually thinking I was actually thinking that our 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 car analogies would kind of call him and be like, guys, guys, don't get too carried away. Don't get too carried away. <laughs> yeah. But but easy. easy. We, we you see, we actually tried not to get carried away with the car analogies because we could have gone yeah, could have yeah. gone to the woods with that one. There's, there is something about Bugatti that I wanted to say, but then I just I restrained myself. I restrained myself. Is it about the keys? That you need a second key to access full power and what car comes with two keys? Like seriously? Oh yeah, like the two keys thing and also how they kind of justified making a slower Bugatti. How do they do that? Uh, so so the, one of their special editions, the, yeah, Rufaro Sora, <laughs> one of their <laughs> special editions called the the purse for, and bear, bear with me, it's it's a very good point. It feeds into the discussion. So the Pura Sport is, uh, Bugatti is more agile supercar. So Bugatti is, is known a lot for its straight line speed. It goes very quickly in a straight line, but it's not very quick round corners. So they designed this Pura Sport so that it could do well around corners. Um, but they also then said that the kind of customers that requested for this vehicle did not really care about too much straight line speed because most of the top end speed is unusable in a lot of scenarios, except if, I don't know, you have a very long um, landing strip that you can use to drag race. And most of these guys who wanted the purse port wanted to use a lot more of its power around corners in a circuit if they decide to take it let's say i don't know to the north slice i i hope i didn't botch that but yeah the nurburgring so so yeah bugatti was like ah okay cool so we'll take the same engine we'll take the same car and shed off some weight um put in uh some ridiculous amount of aero and also tweak the gearbox so that it is faster when it accelerates within like zero to 300 kilometers per hour but it kind of eats off some of the top speed. So I think it kind of struggles to get to 400. I think it taps You're out around. You're saying these numbers as if they're normal, like 300 kilometers per hour, as if it's just 300 kilometers now, you know. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Bugatti. Like, <laughs> it's it's Bugatti. For Bugatti, these are like, you know, everyday figures, you know, figures that we just work with on a slow Tuesday. So, yeah, <laughs> 300 kilometers. It's very pedestrian. <laughs> We're used yeah. to more like 430 something. But yeah, like it was, it, it also feeds back into that way, you know, you might have so much performance out of your device, but how much of it are you actually going to enjoy? Most of it is just going to be wasted away. I mean, I, I remember in college, uh, back then I still had like a Nokia 603. I loved it because it was the last device to use Symbian. It just kind of hurt me at the time that I could be putting that phone to much better use than they are, but I can't afford it. So I'll stick with my Nokia, but it's, it's just one of those where, like, if you have the money, get it. <laughs> I mean, it's a much more, it's a much more premium experience. So I guess you'll enjoy that. Um, 
But uh, yeah, you don't need to suffer the peer pressure of getting an expensive phone when the cheap ones can do the job just fine. You know, while you're saying that, I was thinking, imagine if someone did a study and like went through all the demographics uh, of the people who buy smartphones, uh, like let's say Apple, for example, um, and yeah. Apple products and what they're most commonly used for. So like that data is available of which apps are most frequented for whatever reason. And then calculate the wasted processing power and capacity <laughs> and then put it into one big number. And they said, we could have gone to Mars. Had we just sold cheaper with phones. With this processing power. <laughs> you know? <laughs> had we just given you a cheaper phone, we could have saved so much money and so much in, in waste. Mm. Have we, made, we could have had supercomputers by now. I'm pretty sure we, would, we all would have supercomputers in our rooms. Cheap ones are that. But no. Mm. And I still remember, I still remember this other conversation, which probably might be a podcast for another season, but it was like, um, people were trying to justify why someone would want a really powerful device. And I was like, yeah, like, um, really powerful devices are most useful for, for experts and enthusiasts. But then it became a question of what is an expert and what is an enthusiast and how do you differentiate them? At the time, I don't think I had the answer, but now I think I do. So I think an enthusiast is a person like me. You know, I love tech and I try and understand tech as widely as possible as I can because I just enjoy tech. But then an expert is someone who have deep understanding of a specific type of thing. So, for example, um, some people use iPads in media production. And I would say these people are not enthusiasts. They are experts, experts in media, and they extract a specific feature out of the iPad that makes them do their job well. And then there's me, a guy who just says, oh, the iPad is powerful. What else can it do? Oh, wow. How does it compare to an Android tablet? You know, something that a lot of people will be like, yeah, why are you even trying like Apple is Apple, Android is Android. So, so yeah, and so enthusiasts, I don't think they'll change. But yeah, don't ruin it for other people. Don't ruin it for enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, because if, 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 if in the reality we're living in, the phones, I, the phones will either get cheaper to the point that everyone can afford a super powerful phone, or yeah. everyone will be dealing in the mid ranges and the very powerful stuff will be for enthusiasts who probably may, may not be able to afford them and will just be window shopping every time they go, you know into town so but to yep. be honest, I, like, I, I like that reality Me? but then again if you have the money buy it but you know don't uh it's like trying it's like, it's like trying to tell someone how to do their, the budget in their home they're like yeah you yeah. don't waste a thousand thousand bucks um on, on an iphone if you don't have a car buy something cheaper silver for a car but then again that logic doesn't make sense to everybody and again this is just my personal point of view so yeah, i'm more than welcome to disagree but yeah um yeah i tell good uh, the Transion company is good for what they've done for mobile penetration in Africa. Um, so, you know, let's let's not hate. Let's appreciate the struggles differ. Um, yeah. Let's just be courteous in the comments oh, yeah. and, and on our social media. And obviously those who are just taking the, the moment to be a comedian, that's great. But yeah, you know, it's probably, you know, don't, you don't want to make someone <laughs> who's self-conscious about um, owning something a lot more uh, when that's probably some, the only thing they could afford. Um, and you yeah. just have to remember that it opened up so much, so much of the world to them that they didn't have when they had like a feature phone or just a, a simple call and text phone. Um, 
Mm. Yeah, um, don't hate. You know, Transion owns 37% of the African, uh, you know, smartphone uh, market share. So put some respect on their name. Yeah, and Idol launched some laptops. And um, if they're affordable Ooh. enough, again, they're it just is. going to own that market as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. And then again, I saw it was in the text in the community groups who were making fun of it. I'm like, yeah, but did you see the um, the ones that uh, what are the ones that um, Taiwan's making at the device assembly center? Oh yeah, they're they're also making laptops, and um, I think the most priciest of them or the most premium of them is going for around seven hundred bucks, which is pretty much in the same ballpark with a with your typical laptops from HP, Dell, and the like that we have right now. So mm. it's one of those where it's, you now quickly run to compare and see if um, it's actually a better device than what I'm already used to in the market. So yeah, like um, that's, that's a bit of a tricky spot. They, they're putting themselves in pricing their devices um, that high. I mean, my assumption was they're just going to be entry-level devices for the mass market, especially for like, you know, primary and some secondary school students who are being forced to work from home because of the pandemic and the lockdowns and whatnot, like getting a more attainable device that they can use. So that is the hope. Uh, but the pricing, I don't know. I don't know if it uh, <laughs> it's going to fly with a lot of people. Yeah, but then you get the argument that, oh, you know, things that are assembled in Zimbabwe get cheaper. And it goes back to the whole thing. Like, yeah, anything made in Zimbabwe is going to be expensive. So you might as well rely on the second-hand market or, you know, yeah. not get But even the second, like, especially for laptops, for smartphones, it's a bit better. For, for laptops and computing devices, whew, the second-hand market is now very pricey. Like, the last time I just did a rough um, a rough comparison of, devices the cost of laptops and desktops now versus pre-pandemic and it was almost a 45 percent increase in in like the price to buy a device whether it's brand new or second hand like mm. for a so, thousand bucks you could get quite a powerful pc back then but now you can struggle to just get a decent one like you might struggle to get a core i7 for a thousand bucks which is uh, for a tower or a laptop a laptop. Uh, laptop. You know, this is the thing. Just, just get a tower. Like if you've got, if you've got like four hundred bucks, you can probably, you know, gather around oh, the yeah. parts to, to, to start, start on a tower. It's unless you're like always mobile, which a laptop would be necessary. Uh, and speaking of the laptops, I, I saw the catalog, the Zitco catalog. And the cheapest one I was, I was able to find was uh, a Infinity T forty six laptop, um, forty mm. one inch anti glare screen, four gigabytes of RAM, two hundred sixty five gig solid state drive, no Windows. Yeah, like, and they charge you for Windows. So with Windows 10 home uh, single language, that it goes up nearly by 100 bucks to 446, and then Windows Pro standard version 500. So you're pretty much paying hundreds of dollars just to get Windows on the phone, of which you would just get the base model and you know do what people do with Windows, or just get uh, Linux, Ubuntu, and, and whatnot, and yeah. just work with that. You know, why why waste your time with? I know Gary's gonna love that because he's been trying to convert me for a while. <laughs> yeah, I still remember I was actually commenting. It was like I they should not come with an OS so that I can install Linux. I'm like, yeah. you're yeah, why not have that option? Yeah. So thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Ed. 
Um, I think we should do this just you and me more often because it's, you know, there's no, there's no <laughs> politics. There's no politics. It's just, you know, it's, we just uh, ride. We just ride the wave. We just yeah. ride the podcast wave. <laughs> it's just it's so simple. Um, so thank you for listening. Don't forget star four zero five hash Father's Day promotion. Also, you can also buy you know cross platform airtime. So if you want to buy airtime for someone who's on, God forbid, Telesal. You can do that um, through your eager cash. <laughs> for, for okay, sorry. I'm not making fun of Telesol, but they lost 20% of the subscribers. So I was just like, it just stuck in my head that, yeah, it's not going to offer them. Um, so thank you very much for listening. And Ed, see you soon, hopefully. Oh, yeah. And, well, no, I ain't going nowhere mm. yet. <laughs> oh, and, and a little birdie called Rufaro just told me you can also get Zesa on Star 405 Ash. So, yeah. All in one, one stop shop. So we'll, we'll see you guys soon. Goodbye, Rafaro, even though you don't want to talk to us. Au revoir. <laughs> in the end. <laughs> in the end. That's when he pops up. <laughs>